Well, I saw you had the uh, the Appleseed uh, hat on. Yeah. Somebody yep. somebody thought it. I was reading the comments that the project, uh, the one that we posted, uh, mm-hmm. somebody thought it said protect Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> At all costs. We'll teach you to protect Applebee's out to a quarter mile. <laughs> He's like that is absolutely fantastic, and I feel like oh that my. needs to be a hat now. I I need a hat that 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 says protect Applebee's instead of the uh, the, the militiamen will have a server, you know. Oh my god, <laughs> guys, these are neighborhood restaurants, okay? These that's are right. We have to defend our neighborhood restaurants. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's like I'm gonna have place. rooftop boomers. There we go. Oh god. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I know. <laughs> my goddamn Applebee's. <laughs> my job itself is actually really fucking cool um so um which i really enjoy um and like i said you know i go to multi-million dollar homes i've been to uh, i've done the same process at monticello and mount vernon and some of these like crazy places and you know i've seen art collections that are literally world-class art collections that are lent wow. to matt like lent to the smithsonian wow. um i've seen multi-million dollar cars i've seen uh, you know it's like like i was at a guy's house and he had two Dusenbergs. oh my god i don't even yeah. know what that is it's an it, old it was, car it's like a five million dollar car wow and so he had two of them so you've got to figure out what all that's worth for insurance yeah purposes. i don't put values on like the cars or the art or anything like that i'm not qualified for that but what i do is i figure out what it would cost to rebuild the house so like yeah if you yeah. had to if, if monticello got nuked and you had to rebuild it <laughs> yeah. what would it cost which can happen yes yeah. absolutely um actually, so how much would it, it cost oh like a ridiculous amount i don't even remember it was a lot of years ago oh okay. um, but but, but Monticello, I think, is actually on like the the UN World Heritage sites list. Oh wow! So it's one of those things that, like, yes, if it is damaged, they will go to all lengths to restore it, it and restore it. Wow. Yeah, like Notre That's Dame. Cool. Well, I don't even know if Notre Dame is on there. I believe That's... Notre Dame was. Yeah. Oh okay, because yeah. I, I remember they were having a hard time coming up with uh, like funds or 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 maybe just people to do the restoration. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, it's a part very of those people. Yeah, it, it's it's part of its people. I've watched a few documentaries on it, and and some of the the plans that they have for it are like the plans that have been submitted are so neat. Yeah, like a lot of like really like instead of just doing like a straight up, this is a restoration. We're gonna make it look like it was medieval. Like this, like I saw this one it was just beautiful glass, like crystal glass ceiling wow. with like lights that would like emanate from inside of it and everything. And just I've seen some gorgeous I thoughts on it. So. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have to show you guys something. There's a uh, tile in the. Let me see if I can do this real quick. What is it? I don't know what he's doing. I'm just showing you guys this. <laughs> this real is quick. a surprise you... to me. Oh, look at that! <laughs> what the? F- what? Is... Why would you show me this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is the 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 ceiling in Grand Central. Yeah. They have this one tile that they back in 1996, they cleaned by hand the entire ceiling of Grand Central mm-hmm. Station. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and this one tile they left as it was because they used to um, smoke. You could smoke in Grand Central. Mm-hmm. You could smoke everywhere, um, and they left this one tile 
to show what it was like beforehand and also to show um, the effect of the cleaning agents that they used on um, like the stuff around it as like a as like a baseline. That's really awesome. I haven't yeah. seen that. I, I remember the restoration job and I was going to school at the time um, for historic preservation. So it was like a big talk and that kind of stuff. That's when I was in college. And um, and so there's a lot of people talking about it. And uh, yeah, it's really neat to see that they left that piece like that. It is really cool. Um, cool. I guess we can get this show on the road. Yeah, let's, let's is, introduce uh, our guest. It's, yeah. uh, All right. Clara. ATW firearms instruction. Uh, what does that stand for? I already know, but what it but for everyone else? <laughs> Ostensibly, it stands for armed trans women. Oh, um, yeah, of course, of course, duh. Um, because uh, that that's like the primary mission is, is making sure that you know trans women have a safe place to be able to come in uh, and, and learn how to use firearms and learn how to defend themselves. So yeah, but we'll get into that. I'm sure. Awesome. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably touch on it once or twice. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's tangentially. What, That's awesome. So what, first of all, before instruction or activism, what got you into shooting? Um, I started shooting when I was like 10 or 12 um, in my grandfather's backyard. <laughs> you know, my, my dad had brought out an old uh, uh, Ithaca lever action 22 and like him and all of his brothers were out shooting it. And he's like, come on over. You want you want to try this? I'm like, yeah. And uh, it was funny because it had a scope on it, and I hated the scope because like all you could see was the, the the crosshairs wobbling everywhere, and I couldn't see anything or hit anything. And so we popped the scope off, and as soon as we did that, like the tin cans all started bouncing off the uh, the thing. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm hooked. This is uh, <laughs> instant feedback. <laughs> done, yeah. done, done. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as you hit, yeah. Your, so that, uh... that's when I, that's when I started shooting there. So and that's I grew awesome. up um, shooting uh, flintlocks. That, that's my my real passion is shooting mm -hmm. uh black powder flintlocks um and uh so you've seen some pictures on my instagram with yeah. uh with with that um but that that's like my real passion is doing that and uh i did that i started shooting those when i was like 14 maybe maybe a little younger um and then uh, uh just fairly recently getting into modern stuff i did a lot of uh world war ii living history stuff and a lot of uh, uh so i have a lot of like world war ii firearms and stuff like that but really getting into you know the, the modern stuff just in the last several years, you know, five, 10 years. That's really cool. So you essentially went like, uh, you've, you've lived the full life of a FUD, but you, with, with evolution, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you've done all the cool stuff, but you've, you've, you've moved to modern things as well. And, and that mm -hmm. is, uh, that is super cool. Cause I don't, I don't think anybody could say that they don't like old weapons. You right know, world war ii stuff like i mean every, i'm sure tons of people have mosins they're, they're nothing special mm. at this point but i just love knowing the fact that like i have a rifle that killed nazis or probably oh, yeah. killed nazis oh, yeah. or something <laughs> it's like i i know my mosin has bodies on it and i know my garand has bodies on it and i know my m1 carbine has bodies on it that is and so that, that's a that's a lot a lot of fascists that uh are not with us any longer so yeah, yeah for, for sure for sure it's like a, is, it's the, really it's the, cool. the Woody Guthrie guns, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, on, this on my gun case, I've got that. The the uh, this machine uh, plays folk music from uh, yeah. Off Color. I've got I that on my that gun case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those guys are great. That's good. So this, is, so so you started shooting when you were ten. You said like ten or eleven. You said yeah, something like that. So so that was that was before uh, like publicly transitioning, right? Like, oh, oh goodness, well, yes, well before. Okay, well before. I didn't do that until the day before my fortieth birthday. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yep, yep. Uh, five uh, five years ago, just a week or so ago. 
Really? That, um, that yep. recently? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I uh, had told myself if I uh, didn't do it before I turned 40, I probably would do it or anything else. Okay. So, um, so, so you had been planning to for a while. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it had been there uh, for like, – I had kind of figured it out for like three or four years ahead of ahead of that. And I was struggling with it a lot, and I was not in a place in my life where I could do anything about it, or I felt like right. I could do anything about it because I was in um, a really bad relationship, a oh. really bad marriage, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, um, but that I got out of that um, thankfully, Good. and and began my transition, and that uh, has turned my world around. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Doing a finding, uh, beginning my transition. Finding my wife Amy and beginning HEMA, those those which is historical European martial arts. Yeah, um, those three <laughs> things so together cool. all happened at the same getting time. Getting cooler and cooler, like yeah. so it's because it's me and I'm awesome. Um, I, well done. Yeah. But but yeah, those three things happening at the same time really just pulled my life together. Yeah. So what I'm really curious about too, were you like were you like a part of the shooting community that whole time that you were? Yeah, yeah. How, like, how did not that, super like, active, but yeah. But like be, being part of that sort of like traditionally mm. masculine kind of kind of community, how did that affect your your the way you, the way you felt about transitioning and, and like your decision to do that? It was terrifying. Yeah, um, I, 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 I was can imagine. Absolutely terrified because I was a member at a gun club and it was a, a hunt club. This was up in Connecticut, and it was you know as all hunt and gun clubs are it, it was you know very very uh uh right uh, and very very fuddy um but uh i was like you know what i'm just gonna have to do it that's yeah. all there is to it and you yeah. know if they're gonna give me shit they're gonna give me shit and if yeah. they don't they don't cool um and uh and i it was definitely part of the the thought process that uh, between the gun club and one of the things that I have to do for work is I have to go to a lot of construction sites and deal with a lot of uh, construction workers and that kind of stuff. And so that was the other one that really scared me. Yeah. Um, but I never really ended up having any real issues. Um, and in fact, one of the women at the gun club that I was at really um, like embraced me and like kept inviting me to things and oh, asking good. me to write like an article for like their women's corner of their newsletter and stuff. And so she really embraced me and that was wonderful. And then I had the, um, uh, a member of the club or like the guy who was like the president of the club. He was like, he, he kept calling me and I'm like, I don't know what he's calling me about. And I really don't want to deal with oh, bullshit. Yeah. You know, I'm like, please <laughs> just, like, oh, I, God, I just don't. This? And so one day I actually took the call and he said, I just wanted to tell you that I'm really proud of you and, and that I love your name because it was my mother's name and it was my grandmother's name. And every, every woman I've ever met named Clara has been a very strong and powerful woman. There you which go. was not what wow. I was expecting to hear from yeah. him. But <laughs> Rad. Yeah. So I'm like, like, okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. How, uh, so a, how, lot of, a lot of really, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say like how uh, clearly that was a positive experience. Like that was, that's, that was completely opposite from what you were expecting. And yeah. Um, how, how, how important do you think that kind of response from people in the shooting community uh, was to like, for you to continue in that environment? Like, I, I feel like having that kind of support is something that people really 
only dream of, you know, and, and a lot of people, unfortunately, aren't aren't uh, as fortunate enough to get that kind of support. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's it's just really cool to hear about that. And, and especially coming from, uh, you know, like a, a stereotypically sounding like right wing fuddy club like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I don't think we would have heard that story like 20 years ago. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And um, yeah, getting that kind of feedback is tremendous. It's like, oh, and, and like I said, you know, I put off that phone call for a long time. Yeah. Because uh, like I just didn't want to deal with, it, you know. And um, but yeah, getting that kind of feedback is incredibly empowering, and it makes you realize that you know, even if there's somebody else that's going to give you crap, this person has your back to it like at least privately you know they're they're in agreement with you they may not stand up and say something publicly or anything but you know that they at least understand and appreciate and that with that i find that that allows people to um get more comfortable one thing that i've always considered myself uh ever since transitioning has been kind of an ambassador um and that's one of the ways i've always looked at my position of being visible as a trans woman. Um, when I first transitioned, before I came out at my, um, at my nine to five, um, I was working at Target, uh, just as a seasonal employee. And, um, I transitioned there first. And, um, that gave me a lot of exposure to a lot of people. And then a lot of people were, I found were immediately asking me questions because they were my regulars through my line before I transitioned. And then right after I came out publicly. And so they would have a lot of questions and stuff. And I'd find myself perfectly willing to answer those questions because I find, excuse me, I find that um, my thought process is if somebody's never going to meet another trans person in their life and you're the first one that they meet, you can be polite and, you know, answer a couple questions if they're not obnoxious about it. Um, And then they, they go away and they're like, you know, we met that one trans person and she was really nice. So maybe yeah. the, the stuff that they're saying about these other trans people isn't entirely right. So yeah. if you can leave a positive impression and that's kind of how I've always approached my interactions with people. Um, now, don't get me wrong. If somebody's going to give me shit, I'm going to give it right back. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, um, what, what is it? Uh, 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 peaceful, not harmless. Um, yeah. yes. the, um, uh, but, but I, I always try to have that approach whenever possible. And I found that it has done me and hopefully others a world of good. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I think it, I, it has to have, right. I mean, that's, I, I like to think so. I know, um, it, I've also had a lot of ambassador type encounters within the gun community. I was just, um, at a course the other day, I was taking my uh, concealed carry instructor certification through the NRA, and um, but don't even get me started on them. Um, <laughs> and um, oh yeah, good. The instructor there one uh, at lunchtime, everybody else left to get lunch, and we were by ourselves. And he's like, "Do you mind if I ask you a couple questions?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go for it." And um, some of the questions he asked were rude in his phrasing, but I told him, I said, "You know, just from an educational standpoint." That is probably the rudest way you could have asked that question, oh. and, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that." Yeah. I'm like, I know that's why I'm just letting you know. Um, and so we talked during that lunch break, and then we talked a couple other times the next day. And turns out that um, that person has a um, I'm not even going to say what relative, but a close person to them right. that is trans and transitioning. And this allowed him to be able to understand a little bit better. Mm-hmm 
what that person in their life is going through. Yeah. And yeah. so because I was starting to get a little annoyed and then I found that out and I was like, oh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I'm glad I'm having this conversation at the way that I'm having this conversation. I think yeah, it's without cool all that... the personal mm -hmm. like baggage from from like, you know, that that close relationship. Right. Yeah. I think it was really cool that you were able to see that. And because I feel like a lot of people get turned off at first impressions from people. You know, people have like you said, you have one chance to make an impression. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're the first trans person somebody's going to meet if uh, and I feel like a lot of people get turned off from people at first with at first impressions and then the conversation goes nowhere from there. So um, I think a lot of people are ignorant and I, I say that a lot that I don't think ignorance is a bad thing because ignorance is is fixable. You can, mm -hmm. you can you can fix ignorance with education. And um, if you don't know the proper way to to address someone, if you don't know like how to use they them pronouns, like, some people don't, you know, right. um, and that's something that's still super confusing for some people. And to uh, assume ignorance instead of malice is just is like such an. Uh, I feel like a healthy way to go about certain situations. Some people are, are assholes. Don't get me wrong. You oh, know, some people no absolutely mean it. You know, yeah. um, but but I think that's that was really cool, and I, I'm sure you helped them a lot um, with that. From what it sounds like, the fact that he wanted to talk to you again, and I think so. He um, really like went out of his way to thank me for the conversation. So yeah. it was real. It was really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. So you had um, you just got recertified. Um, how how is your experience in the gun community as a woman been overall like have you do you like what shortcomings have you have you seen what things are you happy about um changes that you'd like to see made um i have uh, i haven't had a lot of real issues um i think that the i think that the biggest thing that i'm finding as a woman in the gun community is you're still dealing with a lot of just the 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 cis white boomer attitudes that you know yeah. everybody deals with and you know and, and you're you're at the range and you're you know i was had one day i was zeroing in my my rifle and these two boomers are they're like standing like seven feet away from me just standing there watching me and it's just like come on um yeah and uh and then they're like oh you can handle that rifle i'm like oh shut up just leave me alone um Man. so are, 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 are you gonna keep your brass can, can we have your brass i'm like i don't care what you do with the brass oh just my god brass like. goblins <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah um, just the whole thing just i know i know it, it had every aspect that you just want to go oh come on there's... um but there, there there's a lot of that and there's a lot of I think that there's still a lot of mentality that, as with 99% of things that that women are in the world are doing, and that that men also do, you still have to go way above and beyond to prove that you can yeah. do something that you're not, you know, just like a gun bunny. Not that I would qualify as one of those by any stretch, but you know, <laughs> that you're not like a gun bunny or you're not, you know, this or that. Uh, that you're not just like hanging around but that you actually can shoot and that you can do, do the stuff. Um, and I think that that surprises a lot of people still. Yeah. And then putting the trans aspect into that, um, that takes it to another level where people would be like, Oh damn, I didn't know that uh, y'all could do stuff like this, you know, you know or, <laughs> or whatever. It's, um, it's like they didn't think you had thumbs or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like it's like I, I didn't you guys know you had allowed, a functioning like, frontal lobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, 
so it yeah so there's a lot of that mentality stuff that still has to be overcome and um the stuff that i i really do think that the mentality is the biggest part that carries into everything that that women have to deal with in the gun community whether it be um you know the sexism the you know going into the gun store and and being you know oh you know we've all heard the the here's the revolvers and that's a big one for you um and and seeing all of that going on and and having been in the you know the gun store and not had to deal with that it 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 is a very different and very apparent yeah difference that that women deal with as opposed to men when they're uh, working within the firearms community that's a really interesting thing to think about having seen both sides of it yeah yeah, that that's that's definitely been interesting. Um, I found that um, as with a lot of things at at my nine to five, but also within the gun community, um, if you're talking, a lot of times things that would have been listened to or valued are just not heard, um, and so you kind of have to speak up a little bit louder and a little bit stronger um, when you are saying something or doing something so that it's it's recognized that you're not just full of hot air yeah and that that's that's you know i'm not complaining about anything new i mean obviously you know women have been dealing with that for centuries so but you do you definitely do have an extra step you have to take i mean there's there as an nra instructor you know that being nra nra certified does not mean you know anything about guns (laughs) <laughs> no, but not at the all. The amount of people who just <laughs> blindly trust their male instructors to teach them whatever they want, whereas you know, I almost feel like you're automatically more skeptical when when you have a female instructor, and mm-hmm. um, even if the, even if she's way more qualified, it's just mm-hmm. it's a perception thing that, like you said, people have just women have been having to deal with for forever, and um, it's especially now that I think it's it's becoming not as much a male dominated hobby. Um, the fact that we're seeing more and more uh, female firearms instructors is is something that like is people are having to contend with really because like yeah. if it's it's almost like you know you've got like a seventy thirty shot of when you take your pistol permit class getting getting a woman as your instructor now I mean mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. uh, which is great but uh, I think there are a lot of people who are coming into it and still kind of expecting the you know the Boy Scouts shooting lessons that they got yeah. you know when they were ten eleven years old back in the seventies and. I got those too. So yeah. Oh, and they were great. They were great. I oh, think yeah. you, know, they were great. you know, kids should definitely learn how to use guns. But uh, I, I, I did. I did my years as a Boy Scout camp uh, counselor. So nice. Yeah. Well, I saw you had the uh, the apple seed uh, hat on. Yeah. Somebody yep. somebody thought it. I was reading the comments that the project, uh, the one that we posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody thought it said protect Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> At all costs. We'll teach you to protect Applebee's out to a quarter mile. (laughs) I was like, that is absolutely fantastic, and I feel like that needs to be a hat now. I I need a hat that that, that says protect Applebee's instead of the the, the militiaman will have a server. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, these are neighborhood restaurants, okay? These That's are institutions. Right. We have to defend our neighborhood restaurants. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's like a meeting. You can have place. rooftop boomers. There we go. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. I know. <laughs> My goddamn Applebee's. <laughs> that's that's funny, but also you're not wrong. No, I know, I know. Listen, there's nothing worse than going to an Applebee's on Veterans Day. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I bet. <laughs> as I a bet. as a vet, I could say that. It's that's. <laughs> I'm here for my free ribs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, thank you for your service, anyone who's out there and is listening. And uh, you should go to Applebee's on Veterans Day for free ribs. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sponsored Applebee's by Applebee's. A proud we're, sponsor. we're not sponsored by Applebee's. <laughs> but tip your servers. If you get anything for free, you should be tipping on the full amount, not because of, not the free amount. Anyway, that's, off that's track. free advice, guys. That's free there advice. You go. Tip and your servers on the non discounted. Yeah, tip your servers on the non discounted price. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, I digress. <laughs> what, Clara, what made you want to be an instructor as opposed to just a shooter? Um, so I mentioned HEMA a little bit ago um, and uh, doing the, the historical European martial arts. And, and for anyone who doesn't know what HEMA is, it's basically um, uh, think of Game of Thrones sword fighting with cleaner, well, moderately cleaner, but much nicer people. Um, so it, 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 it's 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 two-handed yeah, long swords it's rapiers it's um sword and buckler it's any sort of like medieval style weapons that, that you can think of but it's also dagger fighting and wrestling um and there's entire systems developed and it's all pulled from medieval sources yeah. so like the 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 book that we use for one type of sword and buckler fighting and buckler being a small shield um that came from the 1300s and there's like one copy of it in existence um the german and italian styles are the really big styles and those are from the 15th century i think you know so 14th 15th century so um so it's really it's all pulled from the old stuff anyway i digress um so uh i got into doing that and then when i moved um from connecticut down to virginia i didn't have a club that i felt particularly safe at um there was a club here i didn't feel like i was learning anything and i also didn't feel as safe as they were telling me they felt like i i was <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I decided I was going to form my own club and I was going to form it on the principle of being open and inclusive to everyone and make sure that it was a place where uh, LGBTQ could feel comfortable, where people of color could feel comfortable, where blacks could feel comfortable, where anyone who didn't, you know, fit the, the you know, cis white male uh, stereotype would feel comfortable and welcome in class. Um, put a lot of work into getting that class, that, that club up and running i opened my doors on in february of 2020 and then i closed my doors in march of 2020 oh no, no. yeah no what yeah. happened covid, COVID. oh that's right. <laughs> that thing you know from that, the past oh, couple years that we're all still recovering from <laughs> yeah that i that i literally have right now yeah. awesome <laughs> lucky you i feel yeah. bad for um, people who who like had big things happening in march of 2020 who yeah, will just, just be forever associated with COVID. like i mean perfect yeah, example was... you know, <laughs> i'm still so blown away for... and we have we have to talk about this more i apologize if i'm going back and forth away from my mic and everything because i'm uh. very emotional about this right now <laughs> this is so cool i just found out what this was like two weeks ago uh, oh really just randomly on instagram i saw some dude like flipping a guy over him in full armor like you have got great clubs right down the street from you i promise you that uh, so i have a friend of mine who has a full suit of armor in his mm -hmm. in his basement and the first time i ever saw it i was like what is this and he was right. like oh i do this and that and that and i was like i have no idea what any of that means but uh, you have a it's, suit of armor in your basement and it's either my friend luke or my friend uh, chris i've got you know a few friends up there with full suits so of armor cool. in their basement that is, yeah. <laughs> could be christian you know it's, it's a lot of people i'm sure that's a normal thing like uh, amongst hema participants absolutely yeah wow. i don't uh but um but yeah no it, it's it's great and i love it um and the people are truly family yeah um they call each other sword fam 
um because they (laughs) they have your back they're all over the world um they if you need anything like shirt off your back that's awesome they will help you that's so cool and it's it's truly wonderful and uh yeah i was i was just i was involved really heavily in that i have a tendency to um make things that i take on as hobbies like full-on obsessions so i was i i was doing it for a year before i started helping to organize tournaments and then join the um the national board of director or the national governing council for the overseeing organization and then the board of directors while opening up a school (laughs) i'm like yeah i I can't you can't, can't just like not, dip your toe in. You have to no, like, no. you know, yeah, yeah. dive in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but so anyway, that closed down, and then we had 2020 going on with all the protest movements and with yeah. everything that was going on there. And uh, around, I don't know, August, September, I said, you know, there's a lot of people that are buying firearms that have never had firearms before that would not be comfortable in a traditional gun class. When you think of a quote unquote gun class. Yeah. Um that, sure. that just would not be comfortable there. And I realized that I had the skills and the knowledge to be able to teach that. I had already had a little bit of background in putting a club or a school of some sort together. Um and I already knew that that club, the principles were the, were going to be the exact same here. It was going to be about inclusiveness. It's going to be about teaching everyone and making sure that everyone feels safe and comfortable and welcome in the environment. And uh, so from that, I decided that uh, did a little research. The NRA was the quickest way to get into the door. Um, And so I went and took an instructor course. And uh, when taking that instructor course, I found that (laughs) I found the reason why I was doing this because everyone else in that course was like ultra right wing state cops, local cops, the guy who was teaching the class, his he was very happy about the fact that he had been Jerry Falwell's personal bodyguard, um, oh, like like the the yeah, and and I kept a running list down the side of my paper. Uh, they made jokes about blacks, Jews, immigrants, illegal immigrants, oh, um, Muslims. Like two separate jokes. Two separate jokes. Yeah. Multiple Muslim jokes. Oh. Um, uh, uh, don't forget the LGBTQ jokes. And they only made one joke about women, and they looked at me real quick, and then they like didn't make any more of those. <laughs> um, and I spent the entire class – this was um, right after I had been able to start speaking again after I had uh, voice feminization surgery. And so my voice was a little bit higher, a little more feminine than it is now. It's kind of settled some. But I spent the entire class just, please – don't have a tell. Please don't have a tell. Please don't yeah. have a tell. Please oh, don't have man. a tell. Because I was honestly very nervous about how yeah. that was going to – how that would have gone. Yeah, you just see like um, all the eyes like it's such a shame. Mm-hmm. turning yeah. towards you. Mm-hmm. And as I was sitting there, that's when I said, this is exactly why I'm doing this. So that other people don't have to sit through this. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it was. It's unfortunate that you have to go through something like that to to uh, you know strengthen your resolve in why you're doing it. You know, it's mm-hmm. you hope that those kind of situations happen fewer and fewer uh, times. You know, as we progress, but it, it, the reality is, is 
like we live in the i would say you live in the northeast ish you know in virginia but um, mm-hmm. more, yeah yeah you know you're you're a southerner to me but um yeah, it's the south. <laughs> yeah yeah um but like you know from living in connecticut like we we're very isolated up here people think very. that like racism is cured people think sexism is like not a yeah thing. like you know and it's such it's such a um I love the term NIMBY liberal, like nim- not in my backyard liberals, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it, it perfect example is, you know, these, we, we just had to, um, moms demand and, and Connecticut against gun violence. They just tried passing all these laws that were going yeah. to ban guns on, uh, public transport because they see it's, it's like this weird disconnect that like, they're like, oh yeah, guns are bad. But at the same time, you know, you're, you're essentially telling an entire class of people that they can't protect themselves. Exactly. And, uh, but if you have a car, you're fine. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just buy and a like car. And like who has a car fun. and who rides the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and it's, and it's, there's a casual racism. There's a casual sexism, a casual homophobia. Like it's, it's, it's not as overt as in the Southern States or, yeah. you know, Midwest or anything like that, but it's still very real. And, um, I, you know, as a straight white man, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to pick up on some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was much harder years ago before, you know, I got involved with all this and, and, um, made a whole bunch of awesome friends in this community. But, um, it's, it's a shame that stuff like that still exists and you can find a class like that. And that's the sad thing about the gun community still. And, and, and for all of our strengths, you can go to a gun class in Connecticut and get a class made up entirely of those people that you experienced mm-hmm. where you are. Um, yeah. And they already and, know they're going to be comfortable enough with each other to say things like that. They absolutely. don't have to feel out the room. They just like, they class look around. They, they like, don't right. even exactly. They don't even have to be like, maybe this won't go over well. It's I. I know I'm here with my people, even though yeah. I don't know any yeah. of these people. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's a shame, and especially because the gun community is becoming so diverse. Not only, you know, in in culture, but but in in political affiliation everything i mean mm-hmm. there's there's i honestly think the gun cult the gun community is the best it's ever been right now and it's 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 strange because you know with with the uh contrast of of certain things that have happened recently um with us and friends of ours you know with with people who disagree with with the kind of stuff we're trying to do uh making it very public um but i honestly think that we are way better now than we've ever been and it's perfect example like you are an instructor and you know i i tried doing the uh tried shouting you out yesterday um, <laughs> <laughs> and, what happened uh, with and, that and failed Tell horribly well so we we just tried doing this thing <laughs> recently where we we just want to shout out to pages and people we respect and, and think are doing good stuff in the gun community and usually we take a picture from one of their posts and we reshare it but this picture happened to just be cooper's color codes and it had like nobody had any idea that i was talking about clara it looked like i just posted some (laughs) random picture even though it was a post she made yeah yeah, i was yeah i had no idea like i was and yeah i posted it like from the middle of a silverstein concert last night i was like damn i forgot to do this and and then i didn't realize it until this morning i was like i should fix this right now and um I think it made it. I think we made it better. But it worked totally fine. It was. It was all good. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, I I I mean it when I say you are I, I what you and what you are doing are, I think best possible scenario for how I would like our gun culture represented because uh, just from knowing you, you know, I I know that someone's going to feel comfortable taking your class, 
And it doesn't matter if they're in the LGBTQ community. It doesn't matter if they're a person of color. It doesn't matter if they're a straight white person. Like that, that doesn't matter. And that's, that shouldn't ever matter. And, uh, it's, it's, it's very disheartening to hear that, you know, you've had experiences like that, but then like the silver lining is that people like you doing what you're doing exist. And it's kind of like the yin to the yang. Well, thank you so much. That means so much to hear. Honestly, it really makes it, 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 I, it leaves me with no words, which is a rarity, as you can clearly tell already. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, no, that that means so much, and and thank you. And there's there's there are there's a bunch of people out there that are doing some really really good work Absolutely. and making sure that we have a gun community that is open and is accepting and that has it where people can feel comfortable. People of all walks of life can feel comfortable. Uh, um, taking a class and learning how to use firearms. Um, and, and then like the stuff that y'all are doing as well is, is doing a great job of also helping to spread that out a little bit and, and make it so that people see that there are other elements in the gun community than just, you know, your, your, your right wings and your fuds and that kind of stuff. So really appreciate the stuff that y'all are doing as well. Thanks. Happy Andrew's part of it now. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> I, all, all credit to Jordan. I, I'm 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 just no, doing Andrew. Podcast. I actually met through doing all this, and and yeah. we we've had some fantastic conversations in the past. And I was like, hey, uh, you want to do a podcast? And like now here, you know, now we're here. Here we yeah. are. Here we are. <laughs> I just I just like hearing myself talk. That's, Making that's dreams happen. I, I've been told I do too. So it's, yeah. it's the same. Yes. I like hearing both of you guys talk. So it's a win win for me. There you go. Exactly. Um, so. When you do ahead. your your training session, so so you, you've got your NRA curriculum, right? Mm-hmm. Do you more or less, more or less, right? <laughs> and I I also was once an NRA instructor, um, but so so do you, do you like deviate at all from that, or do you tailor your classes to the people that are coming to you? No, I don't deviate from the NRA there, guidelines okay. all right. at all, she said, while nodding her head vigorously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah, want to get yeah. you in trouble. I, I don't know if the I don't know if the NRA is is listening. I, yeah. Who cares? Um <laughs> I'll I'll get my uh, USCCA certification and just keep going. Um but the um but yeah, no, it's um I, I'm sorry. I I'm Completely blanked and forgot the question. No, no, I, I'm just saying. I'm just what saying. To our lives. That's... So, so you, you, you kind of like, you, you kind of like, um, build yourself as a, 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 a comfortable place for LGP, LGBTQ mm-hmm. and 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 other sort of like non cis white shooters yeah. uh, to to come and learn. But also so, cis white shooters too. But also cis white shooters, of course. Absolutely. But so does that mean that you, that you um, like if you have like a class that's like just uh, uh, like just just like a, a couple of gay dudes or like, you know, just some some LGBT folk that, mm-hmm. that are looking for for a safe place to learn. Do you tailor your curriculum to that? Yeah, or... yeah, I do. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's we may talk about a few different scenarios right? or, you know, some of that kind of stuff. And we also talk a, a, maybe a little bit more about situational awareness in, than you normally would in just like a basic intro class of that's the class I'm teaching. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, definitely. And, and there's some classes where, you know, you don't really need to worry about that so much. Um, but in, in every class I do, it's kind of tailored to speak to the people that are there because, you know, th- those are the most important people at that moment. Yeah, for sure. 
And do do people find you strictly through the uh, the and I, I, I if I remember right the NRA has like um uh you don't search for instructors necessarily you like put in the kind of classes you're looking for in your location and they'll mm-hmm. give you like a list or they'll match you with somebody is exactly that, is that the way to find you or do people that's, that, that's one way that I've been uh, that when I first started I was getting most of my business through that um I list my class on there and people go to the NRA site to find an instructor near them and then I would pop up um, and either by like a city search or a zip code search or something like that. Um, And so that's how a lot of people started finding me. Um, I do a lot of uh, work on Instagram. That's the primary spot right now is coming to the Instagram, uh, the atw.firearms.inst. That's um, the the big thing I'm doing right now. I'm working on getting a uh, website up and running uh, so that I can have that and that will have full class schedules that'll have, you know, registration, all the stuff that you normally have on, on that sort of thing. Um, and you can now find me on Google too. So I've I've actually, now that I'm finally listed on, on, on Google, uh, business that now I'm getting people calling me through that as well, which has been a big boost. And, and it's great because people are like, I didn't know. I was like, they're like, I know I needed to learn how to use a firearm. And I was just kind of dreading the idea of it. But then I came across you and this is exactly what I was looking for. So yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And it's helping out a lot. So yeah, it's really cool. That's cool. I love that. I love hearing about that. About yeah. People finding just exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. And, and, and like, and it, it's so cool that, you know, they're, what they're looking for, I'm able to help fill that for them and make them yeah. feel comfortable. And, um, I've never had anyone express any sort of discomfort in the class or anything of that sort. Um, you know, everybody that comes in, so I don't care if I'm teaching, you know, uh, uh, whoever, you know, whether it be a 75 year old, you know, white dude or, um, you know, a 20 year old, um, black trans woman who's in the city, you know, whatever. Um, everybody signs the same, uh, uh, this anti-discrimination statement everybody signs you know so like if if you're i've never been to another gun class where you have to sign an anti-discrimination policy um but you know it, and i don't put up with it if, if there were to be an issue then you're just gone and that's all that there is to it yeah there you go and everybody knows that from the start so is that that's one way that you you, you make people feel comfortable but um but besides besides sort of like weeding out um kind of problematic participants and besides just not making like racist sexist jokes what are some other ways that you that you make people more comfortable well uh, some of the stuff that i do i'm I'm sorry i disappeared for a second i'm trying oh, to plug you're, my you're good ipad in. i had realized that i had plugged it into the ipad but never into the wall oh no so, <laughs> oh i hate that and then it just dies on you yeah i just yep. happened to just like wait that's not charging that happens. That happens with my baby monitor sometimes. When I'm oh, watching. I'm I thought sure. you were gonna say that I'm happens sure. with my baby. I was like, "What?" Is that, <laughs> is that, I forgot to plug my baby in. Oh, I forgot to plug in the baby. That's He's why not sleeping all day. <laughs> um, it's on power saver mode. Yeah, I, I think I think that that's some of the, the biggest thing is you know being able to provide that environment where people feel comfortable, but also being able to um, listen to people because sometimes people want to talk about you know issues that they've had, you know encounters that they've had where they've oh, felt yeah. uncomfortable, where they felt unsafe. Um, and being able to relate to that 
and being able to understand where they're coming from with that um, is is a big part. So they're with somebody who they know understands some of the things that they've been going through. Um, And so that's a big way of, of helping people feel comfortable. And then also just letting people know that it is absolutely a safe place um, uh, and you can have emotions. You can have whatever it is that you need to do to get through what can be for some people a very difficult thing. And that's learning to use a firearm. Yeah. Um, one of my uh, favorite students, uh, when she first came to me, she had never touched a firearm before. Her husband was trying to get her to learn and she just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And she's like, I'll learn on my time. And she yeah. found, found my class. She was a, um, an ER nurse and she, she's seen a lot of gunshot wounds. She knows the effects of gunshots and, but she felt that she needed to learn a little bit more about the guns themselves. And when she took her first shot, it hit it right across the X. Perfect shot. Absolutely beautiful. And, um, but then just the emotion hit and, tears and trembling and 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 she felt so embarrassed by that but i was like sweetie you don't have to be embarrassed by that there's so much emotion that's tied up and we build so much up into the idea of taking a shot of pulling a trigger on a gun um that there if there's not emotions that that that's even a little more worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so like take your time and, and just let it out and you know that you are in a safe place and everybody here supports you. And that's one of my favorite things about classes. Yeah. Is the class always comes together and they're like cheering for each other. So I only cool. have one person on the line at a time uh, because I'm the only instructor. So I want to make sure that each person gets the the, the full undivided attention. Um and so everybody, it, it becomes, you know, you've got four or five people sitting behind watching you shoot, um, but also they're kind of chit-chatting so that you know that's not the full focus on you, but also they're, they're cheering for you and they're like, oh my God, you did so good. And everybody kind of becomes a thing. And I love at the end of class when people start exchanging phone numbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Got new range it. buddies. Yeah. That's cool. That's so cool. I, I love that you you take the time to talk about uh you know somebody processing their emotions like that because uh, like you said it's almost like if you don't feel anything it's weird because whether it's whether it's an influx of emotions like that uh or even just excitement you know people some people uh are are excited to shoot and some people mm-hmm. you know express that um well, and the sensory experience is so yeah. fucking it's so intense it's wild oh, yeah. like you you know i mean the first time you shoot a gun i don't even think i remember the first time like what i felt like but it was you know you've got it's a loud noise. You've got the concussion if you're shooting indoors, especially. Uh, it's a lot of things that people don't experience anywhere else in life. And for someone to, especially someone in uh, on the other end of the trauma uh, that you know guns can cause, um, probably for someone like that, being on the the beginning end of it is is very different than somebody who has never experienced you know what guns can do to people. Um, so that's that's really cool that that. Uh, you take the time with with everyone like that and um i do you think that um do you think sorry not often trying to figure (laughs) (laughs) clearly i'm not right now (laughs) i think i just heard an echo inside my head (laughs) that's what happened to me a second ago so i get it (laughs) um do you see like do you see the efforts uh 
efforts like yours to do things like that, to make classes more welcoming and more, more friendly to typically marginalized groups and, and just uh, less of, a, of an intimidating environment, do you see um, like an increase in, in the types of people who would not normally come to classes as a result of things like that? You know, because I, I feel like some people are just intimidated. Uh, yeah. By guns in general, and they definitely mm-hmm. are, you know, and, and I feel like there are, for every five people you get uh, in your class, you know, there's there's one or two that never end up taking it because they're just, they never get over that. Yeah. Um, have you noticed at all, you know, uh, like an influx in people that you would typically not see coming into your classes? In, in Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually come in with friends. Um, so there's a friend that wants to take the class and will bring somebody uh, who's a good friend of theirs because they want they want to know somebody in class like we all do. Um, and and nine times out of ten, that friend has never touched a gun, has never wanted to touch a gun, and was like, "All right, let's sure I'll go with you." Um, and they're some of my favorite students. Um, I love working with new shooters in general because there's no bad habits to have to go through. There's no real egos involved, um, but. Yeah, we get a lot of people come through that are just like, I never thought I would be touching a firearm before. And then by the end of the class, they're, you know, firing an AR-15 or an AK-47 or something like that as well. Um, The big boogeyman guns. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's it's, because I always bring those to every class um, uh, for just that reason. Um, And the uh, but yeah, no, no, there's a lot of people that never thought they'd have firearms coming into the classes and that's one of the things that i really love is, is seeing these people being like you know i never thought i'd do this i never thought i'd enjoy this but then you know that moment where they're they're everything kind of comes together when they're on the range and they take the shot and you see it especially when 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 it clicks right you know it's kind of like you're talking to somebody who plays golf, um, which I've done one time exactly uh, but you get that you get that really good hit and it just cracks just right, and the ball goes perfectly straight. And, um, and you know, like, oh, it, that's what a, dopamine it's, is. It's like, oh, that's what this is supposed to feel like. That's awesome. I'm going to try this again. Um, it's the same sort of thing, and you just see that smile come across their face, and, and I cool. love it. And, and you know they're hooked. Yeah. Um, I had a student in my last class, and she says uh, – uh, she's like, I never thought I'd be a gun person, but clearly I'm a gun person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and so I think that's like really cool. Well, and yeah, that does so much for that. That does so much for the perception of gun owners. Also, I mean, I, I feel like there are a ton of people out there who still see us as like scary, all all six foot eight, like uber racist conservative, like uh, you know, just inbred, fill mm. fill in the blanks, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And people, people, especially on the on the beginning end of of the gun ownership experience you know, they probably consider themselves a normal person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If that is literally what the gun community is. It's a whole bunch of, no- sure, you got weirdos everywhere. But, you know, we I'm got a three, weirdo. three right here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, there, there's, I think normalizing gun culture, normalizing gun ownership is huge. And mm-hmm. making- Normal people use guns. No- yeah, absolutely. Yes. Guns are normal, normal people use guns. Who's that? Uh, David Yemen. Yum- Yum- I'm going to fuck up his name. I'm so ah. sorry. Gun culture 2.0 guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, my name. But yeah, I know exactly who you're yes, talking yes. about, but but I, I, I'm i just crap with names. But Same. I know who you're talking about. Same. Same. Um, I only remember dogs' names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which you should, you know. 
but I, I think that does a, a ton for you know it, it's a it's a self fulfilling um like it, it's almost uh, like a self fulfilling prophecy like we want people to realize that more there the, the gun community is comprised of normal people mm-hmm. but in order to get more people to join the gun community we have to make the gun community welcoming to everyone yes and because otherwise you're only going to have people on on the ends of the spectrum that are willing to take that emotional and social risk of becoming a gun owner uh, at the like behest of their friends if, if i use that word right i've been hanging out with andrew i've been trying to use a lot of bigger words recently <laughs> but, um, that was right behest yeah yes you did it right it sounded um, good thank you thank you um I and mean, you just like with shakespeare you can use anything it could be like nonsense uh but it, in the right context people can know what you what you're talking about exactly exactly i appreciate that thanks yeah. thanks andrew he builds me up there you um, go but I think we're all going to have friends that build us up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I think that is uh, I think that's great. And I think that it, it is something that uh, like you were saying, you know, you you you've been seeing a bunch of people who have said to themselves, I've never thought I'd be a gun person. And I think after 2020, like with everything that went on, we had a huge it was it was the best year for for gun sales. Ever, oh, yeah. And in in. in uh, ever in recorded history of the of this country. Um, and I think you had a ton of people come into the gun community, but there was a void of instructors who were willing to work with the large, the largely diverse population of mm-hmm. people who, who were first time gun owners that year. Um, and I think that, I think it was a turning point for us for one. Um, I, I think uh, it's, it's, it's getting better. And I think that now that we have, uh, almost like made this a mainstream conversation amongst mm-hmm. the gun community, uh, that you're going to have more people who had positive experiences, like, like people have in your class who then want to pass that on to other people. Exactly. And like, like you did, you know, you, but you had a shitty experience, unfortunately, when you took your <laughs> class and that, that did it, but that's, you know, it's the other end. It's, I'm glad you didn't turn yeah. into a supervillain. You turned into the hero of the story. It's, <laughs> it could have gone either way. You know, you, you could have easily just, you know, been the, uh, been the anti-hero here and ah. just decided to, you know, but, um, it's, it's, uh, I think it's, it's cool that you have classes like that and that more classes like that are becoming available because it's going to grow a, a new culture in the gun community that yeah. is going to be more welcoming to to everyone because nobody's intimidated by like the boy scout apple seed program you know right, right. that but that's how gun culture should be really i mean yeah. like that's it should that's be wholesome. like going out to learn how to shoot 22s and and mm-hmm. not being scared to do so um yeah i i absolutely agree and that's one of the things i love about that apple seed program because i just recently started working with them i'd taken the course a while back and then took one just recently and decided i was going to be an instructor with them because they invited me to do that and um it's 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 a neat program but it's also you know you've got it's they they have specific uh women's only events and they're starting to build up a lot more um of that kind of stuff and they're really starting to branch out with that and it's it's a and it's also a great program you can learn the basics of precision shooting uh precision distance shooting for 75 bucks for a two-day class like you can't find that kind of instruction and introduction you can't find the level of instruction that you get um there on that particular topic for that kind of price at all and it's it's so it's really great 
for being able to do that. And it makes it accessible to people, which is good. And is that for adults also? Or is that just a, a youth program? <gasps> Oh no no no! It, it's primarily for adults. Um, this oh, is okay. this isn't a, this isn't through the Boy Scouts. Um, this is for adults, um, for people of pretty much any age that that want to do it. And um, it's a two day class. You end up firing somewhere between five hundred or so rounds, five hundred, seven hundred rounds Dang. of twenty two over the course of the weekend. And you learn everything from um, shooting positions, use of a sling as a, a stability. Uh, aid as opposed to just something to carry your gun with um and uh then you learn all about you know minutes of angle and and position body position and and all this kind of stuff and then they start working you up towards where you're doing these timed qualifiers um and you have to you're simulating shots everything's done at 25 yards but you're simulating shots at 100 200 300 and 400 yards um on these timed uh shooting routines based on the size so of the it, target yeah yeah so and it's all this like i said it's all on the same target but they they just kind of scale out and um it's really it's it's a neat program because like i said you you get uh a real fundamental education on precision distance shooting that you don't necessarily get a lot of other places that's really cool yeah i did not know that that's awesome yeah, it, it, they, they, you have to kind of sit through a lot of um, like Revolutionary War kind of stuff because that's their whole basis. Is their theory is they want to have an help have an armed citizenry that can defend our nation in the event that it needs to be defended. Yeah. Um, and and so they they take from the model of the people who answered the Lexington and Concord alarms uh, and responded uh, at the beginning of the, the American Revolution. And that's kind of like there's, their their model is they're called on regular citizens to come and yeah. you know, defend our nation and defend our rights. And um, yeah, exactly. Um, and it turns out, I just found this out uh, this week. I have a descendant I'm a descendant of somebody who did respond on the April nineteenth alarms. I just found that out, and that's really wow. awesome. Hey, that's so you're, you're like an institution. You're like a Northeast uh, institution. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty much Hell Yale. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the crazy part is that the same dude, not not him, but like his grandfather back up the line. He was at Jamestown. He was one of the original settlers of Jamestown. Went back to England and then came back to the to America on the Mayflower. Come on, <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. It's crazy. <laughs> Get out of here. He was like shipwrecked in like the Bahamas and got picked up and taken back to England. Then when he wanted to come back, he came back on the freaking Mayflower. You're getting my goat. I, I wish. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I was like, wow, that that's that's a story right there. <laughs> People, that was man. You to go twice on a ship like across the sea back then. People go on cruises for fun now. Like we Dude, would, shit, you know. <laughs> I've been on a cruise, and even even luxury cruises kind of suck. It's really? Kinda, what, what? Yeah. But it's not. You're not in steerage. You know, like no. Ho- I'm just hoping I'm just that you no, dancing no, no. the fiddle. Hoping music, nobody right? gets malaria like on the way there. But like, that's it's... my point. Is that like it's not that great in the best of circumstances now. <laughs> <laughs> and so like. <laughs> I Being hope anyone like a, over fifty who goes on cruises who's listening to this podcast right now doesn't take that personally. But it's a, it's yeah. a, I also hope they don't catch Legionnaires disease. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legionnaires disease, norovirus, norovirus. now COVID. <laughs> Is that still a thing? Like norovirus? No, Legionnaires disease. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You can get it from your uh, from your air conditioner. Yeah, it's like HVAC systems. Yeah. Or it gets like like a. Yeah, virus you, it, or bacteria in HVAC systems. Wow! If you have a a lot of condensation from your from your AC and yeah. you're not you're not careful about how you like like if you have to like clean out your drain line or whatever and you don't like uh, sanitize your properly, don't wash your hands, uh, you can definitely get it. Wow! This has been a very informative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> that's an important tip. Okay, wow. so everyone remember: clean your HVAC systems, but wash your hands afterwards. Yeah, wash your hands afterwards, please. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd ever. Whenever I move my air conditioner, we have window units because you know we live, live in an old house. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have AC built yeah, into I've got your homes c- down I've got there. Central air. I, well, I live in Texas, dude. It's yeah. a little different. Oh, we had central yeah. air in my last apartment, and it was amazing. The, we lived yeah. right by the airport, and they paid for all the homes in the area to get sound-resistant windows and central oh, air. Oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah, nice. it was really nice. Um, there was actually a fire like three houses down from us, and I slept through That's the entire nice. thing, all the sirens and everything, because the windows were so quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like, went to go leave for work in the morning, and I was like, oh, hello. It was just <laughs> – this is odd. But um... Right by my house. This is weird. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is an ad for our Patreon, so if you don't feel like listening to it, feel free to fast forward about a minute. But if you like what we do and want to support us, then listen in. Don't you wish every commercial came with that little blurb? So if you're new to the neighborhood, Patreon is a website that allows us to funnel our desire to make this podcast into a shameless cash grab. Kidding. But really, it's just a way for you guys to show us that you support us, that you like what we're doing, you like what we're about, you want us to do more, expand, do bigger and better things like take over Tesla and SpaceX and kidnap Elon Musk. Whatever. The details don't matter. But in return for your support, we have multiple tiers available with some sweet perks ranging from stickers to discount codes to shirts and a lot of other things that are exclusive only to our Patreon. Your contributions will help us offset some of the costs of running this podcast, as well as keeping me fully stocked with spiked coffee beverages for those late night recording sessions and fueling Andrew's unhealthy thirst for revenge against Wooby's shoes. He's building a mech robot in his garage. It's a little weird. I think he's planning to do something strange with it. But anyway, if any of this tickles your fancy, then please go to the link in our Instagram bio or patreon.com slash a better way to a to check it out or don't. But it would be cooler if you did. Anyway, back to the show. Enjoy. Sorry. Off. Yeah. King of, uh, <laughs> Good. I digress. Um, no, but uh, Jordan, I did actually want to circle back. Um, so you were talking about how um, with all of this chaos and all the new gun, gun owners uh, uh, joining the community, there was a, a void of uh, inclusive and welcoming instructors. I don't think that that's exactly the problem. I don't think it's necessarily that there's not enough. I don't think it's just that there's not enough people that are inclusive. I think there's active resistance to the change that's happening in, in firearms culture. Absolutely. Um, I, I think yeah. that there's there's anger and pushback, and we can see that on your comments. Even even a even mm-hmm. a relatively new page, uh, Jordan, uh, a better way to a. We can see that in your comment section. And Clara, I'm sure that you've seen the same thing. I, I get it a little bit. Yeah, and and they'll find there's people that have time and energy to go find smaller pages uh promoting inclusivity and gun culture and just flood it with with vile Mm -hmm. comments well that must be what happens when you don't work and live in your mom's (laughs) (laughs) but i but i I, you know it's it's very tempting to to reduce it to that 
But I think that it's worse than that. I think it's that so much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that these are people that really just have the energy uh, because they feel that strongly about it. Um, and, and so that's, that's one of the, the, that's one of the reasons that I think this is so important is not, not just because there's, there's, there's like a, a like a, an unserved market, right. But because we need to, we need to like keep the pressure on and, and keep this change. Yeah. Uh, going, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I and I know that it, with any sort of publicity, that's when it starts to come out. Um, a friend of mine, um, Des, who runs, uh, I think she now calls it a, a Fab Firearms Academy in um, uh, Arkan in Arkansas. Um, she was on the news uh, for just doing doing her thing and doing her classes, you know, kind of like Small Business One Hundred and One. Get on the news, yeah. uh, and then her page just got flooded with just racist crap sexist crap um yeah. and you know guys trying to challenge her uh because she's a woman because she's black you know all this stuff and it's it's just ridiculous um and you're right there are a lot of people out there that are more than more than willing to just start giving crap and then bringing people in to help flood your page with uh, with nonsense and um you know it it takes it, it, you know, as you well know, it, it, it takes – you have to have some degree of gumption to, to just put up with that, either ignore it or yeah. respond to it You know, in, in whatever way you feel is the best way to respond to it, um, though that usually just kind of brings on more. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, there, it, is, it is a long-standing problem that has been going on and is continuing to go on. And I think that that's going to be something that we have to continue – to fight against uh, in whatever way people think is the best way to do that. I try and do it through education and yeah. uh, information and trying to leave, uh, like we talked about before, like a positive uh, um, uh, impression on people. That said, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm, I am more than happy to leave a negative impression on the people that deserve a negative impression left right. on their forehead. For sure. But, um, uh, the the thing is, is that we do need to just kind of keep pushing forward and keep the pressure on for others to feel comfortable enough to come forward to where they want to be included in the gun culture as well. Yeah. Um. And and you know, at that point, we can start to use the term gun culture less as a negative and more as an inclusive thing because we can say, yes, I am part of gun culture. You know, and, and my my friends over here are part of gun culture and gun culture is not, uh, you know, the the right wing racist white supremacist uh, mm. organizations are, you know, you know, out there trying to, to cause shit. But it, it's everyday people and it's people who not just, you know, want to you know play with guns in quotation marks, uh, but also people who want to defend the rights of others and people who may not have the same political leanings one way or the other that you do. Right. Uh, and, and you need to be able to accept the fact that we are all gun culture and we can adding more of us to it and adding more types of people to it only makes it better and stronger. Yeah, I for sure. I agree more. What do you think is the, because one thing that we've noticed and um, it's funny. I mean, I'm sure you know. Like running an Instagram page is just in the social media day and age. 
uh, I used to take everything personally when I first started mm. this thing. I yeah. would change the entire format of my page because somebody said something. I'm going to delete all of these pictures right now gone. that look like this. Yeah, and um, you know now it's gotten to the point because uh, generally speaking, like we have a pretty positive um, reaction from people uh, where people like that come on. And Andrew, you actually made a good point. Uh, I was, you know, because every now and then I'll get, just get an influx of this this week oh, it's, yeah. it's been transphobic yeah shit. it's been a hell of a um, week for you it's just been uh i mean for me i'm a i'm a straight white dude running an instagram page in 2022 laying in my bed reading these comments i didn't have a bad week it's it's these people <laughs> that have to deal with this shit you know like yeah. that that this these comments are aimed at that mm -hmm. really suffer from this stuff and that's what pisses me off is that you know i at the end of the day this getting off topic but at the end of the day this stuff doesn't affect me because <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. really like you know it's it's i i i'm a very i'm the pinnacle of privilege and and it's not mm -hmm. something that i say as you know to 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 knock other straight white people it's just like what are you gonna what are you gonna say like okay i grew up jewish i'm give me give me like your best jew joke sure and then i'll go back and you know ride my my zero turn lawnmower <laughs> make myself feel better like it's that's luxury that oh my god it's great anyway <laughs> i um uh, I bought it secondhand, but there, there is. Why uh, do we all do that? I know, seriously, no, no, same. seriously, like, seriously. Like, thanks, like, I got a we, deal. Yes, <laughs> like I, I, I don't, and I'm, I'm well, going to couch this Jewish, in, so in much the same way. Yeah. Uh, my wife's car is like is a, is a nice Mercedes, but it's you know, but we're like, well, it's 2011. We got it for a really, 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 yeah. really good deal. Yeah, you know, and all, but but we all like feel the need to couch anything that we yeah. have that may sound like it's a piece of luxury or something that like that. That is so yeah. interesting and, and, that you and say we that. All do it, you yeah. know, and yeah. and I just find like like uh, you know our guns sometimes like yeah no no i got like a really good deal on this one yeah yeah no i know it's really really good deal on this <laughs> yeah. one you know yeah. Yeah. and we always try and, and and hide the fact that we have x or y um which i just find very interesting yeah it's almost like yeah. we're undeserving of it and, yeah and yeah it's interesting my wife has yeah, a yeah. volvo like a, a, a 2018 volvo and i, I work a blue collar job and I show up to work in it, and guys are like, "Oh man, like ah, somebody, uh, somebody made some good decisions financially recently." I'm like, "Actually, it was yeah, cheaper than right. the Toyota Fancy we were looking at." Yeah, Volvo. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. no, no, we were looking at like we were looking like at said, a Rav Four, and they wanted more money for that than this. Yeah, so we got this. That, like, that's, that's how it works with this one. We were looking at, um, uh, you know, granted, my wife wanted a Mustang, um, which is still you know a nice car, but we were looking yeah. at like really you know kind of quite old Mustangs, and and, and but. And then we were looking, well, let's just look at something a little more practical. And we were looking at stuff. And it was all more expensive than this car. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay. We ended up with a Merc. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Um, I, I digress. Uh, yes. I think what I was getting at was, and not you, that this, you were, this You was... were talking about how we end up with this influx, which. Yes. Yeah. So you, Andrew actually brought it up uh, to me what. There, what usually ends up happening because it's out of nowhere. It's and it's never from people who follow the page. It's always from some random group who uh, gets it probably gets shared on a Reddit feed or like on a K post or 4chan or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you know a bunch of bunch of the the weirdos come out of the woodwork and uh, decide to give their articulate and well yep. thought out. Um, Been there. Yep. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, in the beginning, like I was saying, I used to take all this stuff personally. I would delete it and I would change the way I was doing stuff. And now it's kind of like I see it as, you know, if it stings, you know, it's working. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, I think the more resistance, like you said, like we're going to see this resistance more, or Andrew, you might've said it, one, one of you. Um, I think as, as things get bigger, as movements get bigger, as they get more mainstream, you're going to get more pushback. And I think that mm-hmm. almost shows you that it's working because yeah, because those people are always there. It's not like yes. they're new. No, right. exactly. Yeah. It's just in the topics may change, but, but the people are the same. And there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people who just don't like you as a person and don't want you to exist. And mm-hmm. and that's yeah. – you can't reason with some people. And that's what we no. would try to do. We try to, you know – I would message people. I'd be like, hey, like, why do you think this? You know? And then I'd get just – I'd be called a groomer and a, and all these weird like, – uh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, this is another – oh, yeah. I'm going to – I want to earmark this because this is another pet peeve of mine, the groomer thing. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. For, yeah. Uh, and think? it's just like – no. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And, yeah. and, and you know, but that's the thing. It's not you would I would originally go searching for like an articulate conversation with these people to figure out because I want to know why people believe this, what they believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's just and, nothing to be had there. But I do think there is with some of these people. And I give I, I try to okay. err on the side of giving most people the benefit of the doubt that that's most sweet. people some people are not uh, capable of this. But I don't think most people are bad people. I think most people just have bad opinions. And opinions yeah. are a result of perspective. And perspective is what you've been brought up around, what your life experiences have been. Mm-hmm. So like when you when you perfect example, you know, who's that guy? Uh Daryl Davis, who goes around and uh converts KKK like grand wizards. He, he's a big black right. dude and he goes and like yeah. meets KKK grand wizards who have never met a black person before and they end up like turning their robes in because they're like, Holy shit, all yeah. black people don't suck. You know, like, and like wow, it turns out I met mm-hmm. one black guy and realized that I've been lied to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, first of all, how shit is your argument if it just takes one person for you to meet that changes it completely? Very. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is known. But that's kind of like where, you know, and that's also why I don't take it personally anymore and why why it's, it's which is easy for me to say because, again, at the end of the day, it doesn't affect me. Um, but I I – now it's just you know sure the more the better um obviously we you know we delete blatantly racist blatantly transphobic blatantly, yeah like, like harmful things stuff. yeah harmful yeah. stuff that like nobody wants to see you know yeah. but for the people that just have shit takes like we'll leave that stuff because yeah. you know if, if you you're you said more it, you should than, own more than it entitled to own absolutely your shit. Yeah. yeah you know if and you they'll, think they'll always be back because it's just like there's these like enclaves it's like a it's like a subreddit or a discord or it's okay. like you know 4chan or whatever mm-hmm. and someone will be like look at this weirdo with the with the with the inclusive gun page you know let's all go make shitty comments for like two weeks and then move on mm-hmm. and you know that's they're always going to come back at some point and, um, and so- it is it's, it's it's just it's just dumb internet bullshit is is all that it is yeah. and i think once you can get that your head wrapped around that that it, it that it's nothing more than just dumb bullshit that doesn't need to take up the time that you have and the space in your head that you have cuz let's be honest we all have very limited of both of those yeah. it, it's it's yeah. once you can just let it go it's a whole new world and you can be like all right you know and you realize that you don't need to put the energy and put the time into trying to put together a very well thought out argument yeah. as to why this shouldn't be the way it is. And I remember one time I did that and um, 
I wrote this long, well-researched response, and, and I put in probably a good two hours putting this response together. And the guy was just like, yeah, well, you're still a dude. What can you do to, with you know, that? Like, that's, not... like, uh, that's it. I'm never doing this again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, and, and and that's that's the whole thing. That's this like guerrilla social warfare, right? Where it's mm. like they they provoke you into this big long thing because you're invested in it, right? Because that's mm-hmm. you, that's your personality, that's your life, that's your literal like life, you know. Yeah. And and they'll just be like, watch this. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make her type a paragraph, and yeah. then they'll be like, you know, Haha, whatever. Uh, and it's and they're just going after. They'll just do that, like like a mm-hmm. like. All day long, uh, to different yeah. people, and and it's so easy and fun it. and yeah. rewarding for them. Um, but I have noticed some patterns recently, mm-hmm. um, and and it kind of hints at. Um, I don't want to be like a, a tinfoil hat guy, but there's like a concerted effort to associate, and I guess this isn't new, right? This has always been the case, but it's just easier now with social media to kind of conflate. Um, uh, you know, LGBTQ communities, specifically gay and trans, uh, you know, gay men and trans women with uh, pedophilia and grooming. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and you know, like you said, it's been going on forever. This exact same argument, it, it, it's they they used it against gays, you know, yeah. 40 years ago. They used it against blacks. They've used it against Jews. They've used it against anybody and everybody. Because yeah. what what's the, the number one thing that we can all agree on is we want to protect our children. Right. Yeah. So if we can make the group that we really hate look like the boogeyman that's going to attack our children, well, then that's the argument that we have because no one's going to want to stand up against that. No one's right. going to say, oh, psh, just, just go let them have our kids. No, everybody's going to be like, wait, what? They're – that group is hurting our kids, and uh, it makes me think immediately of uh, uh, Reverend Lovejoy's wife on, on The Simpsons. The children won't someone think of the children. Um, you know, it's it's it 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 doesn't. It, it it's a bullshit argument. Yeah, and it, it it makes no sense in a logical sense. But you know, we still get. A guy going and shooting up a pizza place because he yeah. thought that there was that <laughs> Hillary gate. Clinton had, uh, you know, gate. well, and there's so kids chained up in the basement. And yeah. but but the thing is, is that so they know very well the the quote unquote they yeah. they know very well how to put things out there that will pluck on the strings of right. people who may not necessarily be the most informed people yeah who may not or who necessarily think they are. or 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 who think they are yes absolutely yeah. um and they know exactly how to manipulate that they have it to a down to an absolute science yeah and you know it it, it it's it all kind of really got ramped up in the 80s with the with with the the, the, the silent majority and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff and you know which like once that fuck, really got fucking... running, it it it's it hasn't stopped, Silent and they're majority. just going to keep using that against any group that they want to denigrate. And yeah. right now, uh, for the most part, you know, trans women are that group. Yeah. Um. You know, and I know that that gay men had to deal with it a lot 
um especially like i said you know 80s 90s there's a lot of push on that for for gay men and i don't think that is as bad for them anymore not being a gay man i don't i'm not part of that particular community so i don't really know um but you know i in no way have i been surprised to see it being brought up and used against yeah. trans women um just a couple days ago i had somebody reach out to me and say hey i um I think I need to learn how to use a gun um, because I had an encounter today that really scared me. Oh, I hate that. And, and um, so I, I was I was talking to her, and she was at a bus stop, and some guy walked by and walked by, and then came back and started just talking to no one very loudly about needing to kill all those trans pedophiles and all this other kind of stuff. Jesus. And um, you know, it, it, that that's that's everywhere you know that was that was here in town that that's happening to people left and right and someone's going to get really hurt really soon yeah um based on that argument not not that trans women aren't already getting hurt all the time no let's let's be honest there but yeah but somebody is going something really really bad is going to come from this on a large scale very soon and that scares me well, and I'll give you a great example too about you talk about like how clever they are about how they they draw these connections. There's a there's an example I love to use, um, and the source shouldn't shouldn't surprise anybody. Lucas Botkin, um, he had this like blitz of posts of about him being like a traditional Christian and all of his like super masculine traditional values, and he had a at the end of it he got a lot of pushback, rightfully so, um, and a little too much support. But at the end of at the end of this big um, uh, campaign that he was running, I guess, because um, I, you know, some of it I, I'm sure was for publicity or whatever. But he he had this thing about like, yeah, I got some controversial views, I guess, controversial today, maybe, you know. But they're they're really traditional values, and I stick by my values, and you know, I don't think we should really be arguing about this stuff. You know, everyone wants to argue with me about my views on 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 gay and trans rights, but nobody wants to talk about pedophilia. Maybe they should. And it's like, you know, he didn't directly accuse mm-hmm. exactly, gay, you know, but but he the way they draw the connections sometimes can be very um, uh, manipulative. Mm-hmm. It's like um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene making comments uh, about the fact that you know trans people should be have the shit beat out of them, and then the cops called on yeah. them when they're in the bathroom because um, that's what her husband would do. Yeah. Um, and and so I yeah. made a, I made a post about that. And uh, this person's like, well, she never actually said that it should happen. She never actually called on people to do it. Right. I'm like, Come just on. asking questions here. You know, just asking yeah. questions. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, it, it, it's kind of like the, the the Trumpian way of speaking by saying, yeah, exactly. Well, people say this. Well, who? Lots of people. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. say it, but people say it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great because we know you're saying what you believe, and you're putting it off on quote unquote people. Yeah. Um, and and it's that same sort of thing. It's like, oh, well, she never actually said that you know trans women should be yeah. beaten up and arrested in bathrooms. Um, meanwhile, you know, I, I still get nervous going into a bathroom. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I was gonna. I was at a gas station the other day. I was getting ready to go into. Uh, bathroom at the wawa and you know like a little nine-year-old girl goes into the bathroom in front of me and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna wait for her to come out because i just don't even want any possible thing yeah and and it sucks you know it it really sucks and you know you you it's it's 
an interesting point that I that I try to bring up with people when I hear people say that because I obviously I work with a very mixed bag, and I work with some people who who believe that, and it's always you know if if a dude walked into the bathroom after my daughter I would kick his ass and it's never you know Andrew and I were talking about this on a previous episode, it's never if a woman walked into the bathroom after my son, mm-hmm. I I'd beat the shit out of her, and. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, violence is wrong regardless. You shouldn't beat the shit out of somebody for using the bathroom. But that it, it, it's it's a very because these people see trans women as men, and mm-hmm. it's a very for one, I think it's sexist it, it, to yeah, to hold standards misogyny. like that for absolutely. Yes. You know, and again, like what you, like what we were saying. You know, women are helpless and and men are disposable. Yeah. Um, and when when I bring that up to these people very often is it is it like a deflection you know it's a very quick like topic change like oh yeah well that's different that's that's completely different like it's like no it's and, not it, it's not yeah. and it's 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 a shame because um i think it goes like what you were saying before with the the silent majority and andrew was saying that that it's very manipulative it's it's engineered i think a lot of these talking points and a lot of these um kind of like gotchas are are engineered to sound like they are coming from a moral superior, morally mm-hmm. superior standpoint. You know, like the term silent majority is implying that the majority of people agree with me, but you would never know because they don't Because they're it. silent. Right. right. They're <laughs> silent. Because, so, because they're so oppressed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, they, that they can't they say anything. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because you know they'll yeah. they'll get beaten and lose their jobs and and despite and, you know, being the majority, yeah. ex- despite exactly. being the majority, yeah. exactly, exactly, being despite being the ones in control of everything, exactly, and yes. that's you yeah. know the same reason it's it's you know I have I have um, I will never disrespect somebody who believes in bases their beliefs on th- something like religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't, I'm not a personally a religious person, but if somebody is, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But but what people do with religious debates like i also see them doing with uh this conversation is um doing an appeal to authority that Mm. both parties are not on board with like a religious person debating with an atheist and saying i'm right because it says so in the bible doesn't make sense because the atheist doesn't use the bible as their authority sure likewise you saying something like uh not you but somebody saying something like the silent majority agrees with me well who is this majority who are these people like oh, well you can't produce that but i have to take your word that it's there mm-hmm. and it, that it's... one it exists and that two it matters what they think exactly you know exactly. <laughs> which are assumptions that i do not subscribe yeah it's to. essentially yeah. saying you know 96 percent of statistics are made up on the spot yes yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> um 96.4 yes that's the first yeah number. be precise <laughs> come on man i'm sorry i'm sorry um and it's just it's one of those things that you know it comes back to um, I I don't think these people are bad people for the most part. Some people are. Some people are shit people. But I I think a lot of these people, you know, and I think of the people that I know personally who believe things like this are just super misinformed, super mm. misinformed, and deeply prejudiced people based on things that have happened to them, uh, or things that they've seen and been yeah, yeah. by the media and things like that that haven't even happened to them. They don't know a single person. How, right. You know how many transphobes know a trans person? Like, yeah, right, you know, right, how many right. how many like, transphobes can ask well, their trans and, friend how they feel so, about this? It's so frustrating. I'm not going to say who this is, uh, you know, because I don't want to. I don't want anybody thrown under the bus, and I don't want any. You know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But I, there was somebody that I was talking to um, that I'm related to uh, that uh, they. It, it was around the time of the um, the the Texas bathroom bill, which is such a was such a fucking non-starter in the yeah. first place because it was like. 
it wasn't even it was it was about the bathrooms at the state capitol mm-hmm. uh so it's such a stupid conversation to be having in the and first place yeah, well yeah but but they were using that to set the tone for uh, for future everything else. Like a benchmark, right? yeah yeah but it, i mean it's so dumb um but it was like uh uh, I was having this conversation with this with this person, and she was like, you know, uh, she 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 told me that she was afraid of trans women who she referred to as men uh, sexually assaulting women in the women's bathroom. I was like, why has that happened to you? And she's like, no, but I've been sexually assaulted by a man before in other circumstances. I'm like, but not in a bathroom and not by a trans woman. She was like, no, but I'm afraid of being sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but. You know, you're drawing this connection that's not there between trans women and people who sexually assault. Right. You know, that that doesn't make sense. Um, and she, you know, she repeated the classic, like, oh, I'm afraid that a, that a man is going to dress up as a woman and pretend like, yeah. to be yeah, a trans that happens woman. all like, the time. Right. Like, when is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like a like a like a old Looney like Tunes skit whiplash in a dress, yeah, you know, like, like, yeah. like a mustache and glasses on. And you're like, ah, ah you can't nah, know like, who I am. Like, and that's. I, I brought up, I was like, hey, maybe you need to have more exposure to trans people. And she's like, I have a gay friend. It's not the same. I'm like, <laughs> it's not. It's just not the same. Yeah. And I have she a said, I have a gay friend so and he agrees racist. with me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, that doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me. You know, I don't know. It just, it, it, and I think it just goes back to the, these people, their, their wires have been so expertly crossed by, by, by actually malicious people. Yeah. Because this was not a malicious person that I was talking to, um, I was very frustrated and angry about the hurtful things she was saying. But I understand now that it's like you know her her brain has been rewired by by messaging designed by actually malicious people that really want to do harm actively. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it it's it's one of those things where you know exposure to the world makes all the difference in your understanding of the world. And so if you if you don't have any exposure to trans people or you don't have any exposure to blacks or you don't have any exposure to the Muslim community, then you are going to be it's going to be much easier for you to be making false assumptions based on what you hear um than than your own personal experience. And then once you have your own personal experiences, you can be able to uh make changes to that hopefully um like you said you know ignorance is fixable um and so hopefully some of these people will be able to make adjustments to the way they consider things based on being able to have that exposure and that's part of why people say that you know um uh, uh, representation matters it really does because if you are i know when i was uh, uh, trans people we will refer to ourselves as eggs before we before we re- re- really figure out oh yeah no eggs. i'm definitely trans um if you can yeah. say, like, my, my eggs cracked um yeah uh, when you really clever. figure like it out that. you're like okay cool yeah no um but when, when you're in that stage and you are you know for me it was watching um orange is the new black when it first came out and seeing laverne cox on screen um, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, um, and, and and having exposure to positive representation um, is is such a big thing. Like most people, their exposure to trans community still goes back to what they saw on Jerry Springer in the mid 90s. Yeah, which was my first exposure really wow. to the trans community. Yeah. Um, 
and you know I'm 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 in you know senior, junior senior high school and like I know I've got some stuff that's not quite right you know but uh, it just never got fully developed that egg didn't crack as we say yeah. um but especially that was my bad media that was my, portrayals yeah, like that yeah that's the only portrayal I had um and so I still was excited to see it because like I was like ah there's something about that um but it was it was uh i've gone back and actually watched some of those episodes recently and it, it is oh they're they're awful it's yeah. so bad well, you, you look at the but, way that it, people who liked metal music were portrayed back yeah, then and, yeah, and wonder absolutely. if that's an accurate description of them and then use that for literally any demographic any other group exactly yeah. so you know but the thing is is like people's that that idea of you know trans women tricking guys and you know this and that the that is all a, a big part of where the current misconceptions come from because you know gen xers you know we all remember that um you know certainly the boomers you know have watched plenty of that um and, and that's where a lot of i think a lot of stuff comes from is is just that that's the representation that people got and without better representation they don't know otherwise there is a, a really good um, allegory that I – and I had to look up the, the word because, um, you know, I don't know the big words like Andrew does. But, uh, it, was, it was well used. It well was, used. Uh, Get it right. You don't have to shortchange yourself after you no, use no, a big seriously. word. No, no, no. Just say just it constantly, and then go. I'm just use gonna, the big word and keep one of these going days you're just, rocking it. One of these days, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with the uh, the self confidence to use them properly and not have to qualify them. But well, you're using um, them properly. You just you, you, then you yeah. back up and you you kind of are like, oh, but I'm an idiot, so I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't really know what I'm I was just saying. a dumb dumb. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Socrates so, has the uh, the the cave where he yeah talks about. Yeah, yeah. I love this, and this is kind of how I see like modern media and and the people that watch it. Um, and this goes for both sides, honestly. Like if, if if you just watch MSNBC and you just watch, or you just watch Fox News, mm -hmm. then then you're going to have the same results. You're just um, watching shadows, man. That's it. So you've mm -hmm. got people in the cave who have no way of getting out of the cave. They're prisoners there, and they see these images, these these shadows broadcast on their wall uh, of people from the outside world moving in front of light, and that's to them people who have never been out of the cave before. That is the outside world to them because they have no other source of information yeah and then you have the person who's freed from the cave who sees that these shadows were just cast uh off of regular and these people in the cave have these like vast imaginations based you know th wondering what these shadows are they give them names they, they mice walk in front of a flame and they're 30 feet tall in the cave because that's how the shadows cast so they think mm -hmm. mice are 30 feet tall and then people leave the cave and they realize that this is not actually the world that we live in. This is just what we saw based on our perspective and based on the information that was given to us. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's how I see a lot of these, these modern, uh, like, you know, hot button issues that, that the media pushes. Um, yeah. and you can tell immediately when somebody based on the, the argument that somebody goes to who they listen to or, or yeah. what, or how much experience they've had with a, with a specific group of people or on a specific topic, because it's stuff that you've heard multiple times before out of different people just said slightly different ways. Um, and that that's it's so important to, to meet people in these groups. And, and, you know, if you, if you have a strong opinion about someone, and this is just my belief, nobody has to think this or anything. I just, I think if you have a strong opinion about something, 
you should be just as curious to learn about people who disagree with you, mm-hmm. why they disagree with you, in order to understand why they disagree with you. Instead of just saying, you know, that guy over there, I don't like him because of what he believes. Well, why does he believe what he believes? Why why does he believe what he believes? And and you know what what values does that person have that make him believe that um, or her believe that? And I don't think a lot of people. And I and I think this is you know like tin foil hat time. I think this is engineered. I think you know we we're not supposed to ask these questions because if we're united and we're and we get along, then then you know things then we can actually get shit done. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, the reason this country is so polarized now is because of stuff like this and because you can't have conversations with people who disagree with you anymore, unfortunately, with no, a lot no. of this stuff. Um, but I, uh, I, I, yeah, I just I see a lot of that and it's, it's frustrating, but um, there, I think, I think the gun community is a great example of uh, a, a progressing um, like amalgamation of a lot of those different views mm-hmm. that is because if you're in the gun community, you, you have something in common with someone, even if they disagree with you on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it's a good example of people who are forced to be together and, and, and have a common interest, but have opposing views on other things. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that, you know, for all the shit that we give the gun community, um, I think that we do a, it's it, it's it's just it's a melting pot of of ideas. Now it's, I mean, you can use that for anything. You can use that for baseball mm. if you wanted to. But well, but the thing is that I think that the right to self defense really should be apolitical. Uh, Agreed. And, and I think it's been made political. Uh, and, and you know, you bring up something like baseball, right? Like, you know, that's like a fandom, and there's like a lot of different people that believe a lot of things that have nothing to do with baseball um but then when you get into something like uh uh you know gun rights because for some reason gun rights have been so tied up in partisan politics you know there's there's those associations that that I don't think really should exist but that do exist um and that's where a lot of that friction comes from I think um you know the the ways that uh we culturally and politically associate gun rights with specific ideas and traditions yeah, absolutely. And you know, I it's I you know, obviously obviously exposure, you know, like like Clara was talking about is one way to to sort of break those those misconceptions, but I you know, I I wonder about, you know, what what other sort of like active measures we can take besides just having, you know, trans people exist in the gun community, like you know, what what are some you know, besides arguing with people on all online all day, you yeah, know, yeah. like I, because that's so I, much I really, fun. Which gets us nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am always puzzling about ways to sort of accelerate this this you know integration of uh, of gun culture. I think yeah, the best. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just I was just gonna say I think the best way to do it is essentially like what you did with that with the gentleman in your gun class. Um, there, you know, there was a point in time where I don't think he would have asked you any questions. I think Agreed. he just would have been comfortable in his assumptions and moved on, you know, mm-hmm. and, and thought or said whatever he thought about his family member who was transitioning. And that would have been it and it would have been fine. But I think the fact that he went out of his way to ask you questions, albeit in a rude way because he was ignorant to the proper way to ask yeah, certain yeah. questions. And, is, and was educated. Yes, yes. Yeah. Is an indication that things are getting better and that things are changing because – 
it, it is and, and like you said before you're, Andrew you're you're always going to have people who just hate you for being you mm-hmm. or like you know they're always going to yeah. have the the animus out there that um exists to exist that is generational that is not going to be broken until you know certain people unfortunately just die off yeah but um i you know you got a guy in an NRA class who who didn't know anything and asked you questions and i think mm-hmm. that is i think that's probably like that's the best way to do it is just introduce people to people and things that they're uncomfortable with and unfamiliar with so that you could have a good experience interacting in those situations mm-hmm. and then using that experience to move forward. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that because, you know, it's kind of like when I go to the range and I have my rifle case, my rifle case is covered in trans stickers. Um, you know, y- y'all have seen on my Instagram, I've got the, the mags I use at the range for training yes. are painted up as a trans flag. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, my students love that. Um, <laughs> cool. and, yeah. and, um, uh, so I make no bones about who I am. I'm, you know, you could, I guess, maybe say that I'm rubbing it in people's faces saying, ha ha, look at me. Um, but I'm not like trying to be aggressive about that at all, but I'm just like, look, I'm here. I am representing, you know, our, my community yeah. and my community likes to do this too. Um, and it, it's, it, it all comes down, like you said, to, to the representation, to being able to have conversations with people. And I think that the more conversations we have with people, the more they're going to be able to take those conversations. Uh, and if they take them to heart, if they take them and, and learn from them, awesome. That means that they might be able to say, well, hold on, you know, there, there's, yeah. you know, the, this trans woman that comes out to the range all the time and you know, she can actually shoot, you know, she doesn't or, have tentacles. Or, you know, she, yeah. It, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, she, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't you know, steal my kids. She, yeah. She, she, she didn't <laughs> like, you know, molest me in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Not even one time, right. <laughs> one of the first, one of the first uh, uh, times I was going out in, in public, uh, I had just transitioned and I was on my way home from work, and the gun club in Connecticut was on its way home from work, and I had to go to the bathroom so bad. So I, um, so I stopped at the gun club, went to the bathroom, and uh, I took a, a selfie in the mirror, and I sent it to my wife, and I said, look, look, I'm in the ladies' room, and no one was hurt. No one was hurt at yeah. all. And, it, and she's like, God, you can't even offend people right. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even make people mad. What you can't you even doing? offend people right. I love that. I still have that picture. That's, you know, like I said, five years ago now. Um, yeah. And uh, because it was, just, it was just so funny. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's about just being there and making sure that you are able to leave a good impression. Um, and, and like I said, I, as I've done a couple of other times, I always couch that with, you know, if they deserve otherwise, they deserve otherwise and they should get it. Um, yeah. but, uh, cause you know, just don't take people's shit. It just boils down to take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your community, but don't, you don't have to take other people's shit. Um, and, I love that. and, and so that's what we're there for and that's what we're doing. And so I, uh, I always love having, you know, my trans students come out to the range because people do come and see us there. Um, I love the fact that, you know, I am a very, you know, not hiding trans person at a gun range and, you know, guys, you know, definite FUDs, a hundred percent, um, are, are seeing me there and are like, oh, wow. And then they'll come talk to me a little bit or, or see, like I said, you know, see that I can actually shoot or that I can handle a firearm and like, oh, 
trans people can do this and they, they, yeah. maybe maybe they're just people let's not get crazy here right um and so and the, the funny part about this particular gun range is i grew up at this gun range um oh cool I, I was i've been shooting at this range for a lot of years and so a lot of the people there knew me pre-transition too um yeah. uh and so it, it does make have a little bit of uh, interesting uh bit there as well um but yeah if we can just you know keep having the positive representation that that's one of the biggest and best things we can do and hopefully you know we'll have more and more people follow us um you know and and get an idea like you know just picking up followers on instagram is making a big difference because um having people follow you because they see what you're doing but then they find out that you're trans or you know anything like that it's great because they're like oh that that you know like some of the posts kind of like the one with the uh the the levels of threat or levels of awareness you know i had a bunch of people follow me off of that um and then you once they follow me then they'll look and they'll say oh wait this is a trans person oh this is a trans person that's doing all this stuff and and that kind of helps a little bit as well um so the more we can do the more that we can be out there in front of people um, doing our thing. Um, okay. and, and that, that's the, I think one of the biggest and best things we can, we can do. And, you know, I have some people that I interact with, uh, on a regular basis through Instagram that we are absolute political opposites, absolute 100% in every way. But sure. like they've met, they've met me through Instagram. I've met them through Instagram. We've collaborated on things. We've worked together on things. And, um, you know, we just we don't talk politics, but you know, they they have recognized. You know what? This is a trans person. I don't have to be afraid of of this person or other trans people uh, because I do have some connection to that. Um, and and I think that 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 is a big part. I also think that stepping up and speaking up is is important. Um, that's a that's a really big thing that needs to be done as well. Um, if you're in a group of people and somebody's making transphobic jokes or something. Fucking speak up. You're like, dude, yeah. That's not fucking awesome. You know? Yeah. Um like speak up about that stuff. Don't yeah. don't just go, ha 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 ha. Um yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it uh but but call them out on it. Um and, and that's gonna make a big difference too. And I, I do that on on Instagram, like these people that I that I follow, like I said, you know, very opposite, but they may make like a, a transphobic post or something like that. But or, or a transphobic like story on their on their Instagram stories or something, and I'm like, and I'll call them out on it. I'll be like, what's the deal? Like, you know, you know that you have trans people following you. You know that this isn't the reality of yeah. trans people or whatever. And and like, oh, it's just a joke. Yeah, it's just a joke. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, well, I, I've I've been offended before in my life too. Yeah. Um, well, and, about and so, what? Right? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> About your um, like choice of cereal, like, yeah. I don't know if so, I so I uh, so it's kind of like you know, just 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 it, it makes people think a little bit at least. Um, and then you know we don't unfollow each other, we don't become you know mortal enemies or anything like that. And it just makes uh you know th- there there's a, a a moment of conversation. Yeah, for sure. And maybe they've thought a little bit differently. Maybe not. Who knows? Not my business. It doesn't you know bother me um one way or the other but uh, hopefully it makes them think twice before they do it again yeah and and more 
not more than, but in, in addition to, um, you know, planting that seed in, in the mind of the person that, that made that comment, you know, it's like, what if there are closeted trans or gay or, or, or anything people in that group that you mm-hmm. don't even know about, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if you as a cis white, uh, man and a group of cis white men are tolerating these kinds of, of, of hurtful jokes, and there's somebody in the group that that is is internalizing that and seeing you just like let that happen. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna realize they're gonna they're gonna take it to heart that that this is what the world is like. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And until they start seeing people stand up and and defend them in those spaces where where you know they think like you know nobody is watching. Um, you know it's it's gonna it's gonna continue to be that way. It's gonna exactly gonna continue to Absolutely. internalize that pain. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. I know that before I transitioned and when I was, you know, uh, figuring all my stuff out, you know, I sat through a bunch of stuff that, you know, just it just killed me, and I would just, yeah. just be quiet because, you know, I didn't want to call attention to myself because I was terrified of who I was at the time and terrified that somebody could possibly find out that I was trans, right? And all this other kind of stuff, and um, and it, it's so difficult because when you're at that stage the fact that you're trans is always in your head yeah. um, there's not a, a, a segment of your life that's not affected by your thoughts of what would it be like if they knew yeah um and so in in the situation that you were just describing it's like oh well if they knew then i would be the butt of that joke you yeah. know, and, and I would not be welcome, or I would not be this, or I would not be that, or I would be beat up, or I would be excluded, or anything of the sort. Yeah. Um, and and so, if you don't stand up and stop those things, if you don't uh, 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 speak up for those people who may not have the strength or the courage to be able to speak up for themselves, um. Then, then you just let it keep happening, and and I'm not going to say that you know there's blood on your hands, um, <laughs> yeah. but but like but but like there there is a level of complicitness if you don't take what privilege you have and what opportunities you have and use that for the betterment of community. Yeah, where it's the like the most effective in mm-hmm. the moment that Absolutely. that it needs exactly. to happen. Exactly, because whether you want to think about it or not, you know, as a person with any type of privilege you are you're on a pedestal essentially mm-hmm. like you you have a you have a platform to speak on you got a built-in audience yeah exactly yeah like born at like with at birth mm-hmm. and like, uh like for instance how two uh straight white men uh can just make a podcast there you go you know? well, to be fair you don't have to be qualified at all or have any kind of experience yeah. whatsoever you don't have to, there's no forms to fill out you don't Clearly. need a license you know no, you can no. just do it no tests it's just yeah yeah no t- <laughs> just gotta pay some money yeah 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 too much we made a couple <laughs> mistakes along the way but that's, no, that's no. okay we all do trust me yeah so, yeah. yeah oh yeah um yeah that that's uh I couldn't I'm agree sorry. with you more. That... <laughs> <laughs> I derailed you. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, well, there as we're we're approaching the the hour and fifty minute mark right now. I know. And already, this has been a fantastic, like, top tier uh, oh, time. I've really enjoyed um, it. This is this yeah, was a lot same. of fun. Um, is there? 
well, first of all, um, you should plug yourself. <laughs> page if you want yeah yeah what, uh, are, what, are, what do you got going on yeah, um it's uh so uh it's on instagram it's really the best place to find me it's uh uh atw.firearms.inst on instagram i'm also got facebook it's atw firearms instruction um and uh so i've got uh, i got a lot of stuff going on right now i'm uh still doing the intro to pistol pistol shooting classes um i'm adding more advanced concealed carry classes to that uh, I've, I'm adding, uh, carbine intro to carbine classes. Um, so starting to get some groundwork for people, uh, that, that are interested in, in the, the, the scary rifles, um, which is actually why I bring them to every class. I always have every class vote. Do they want to shoot an AK 47 or an AR 15 at the end of the class so that I can bring out a gun that they're not familiar with, especially if they've never had guns before and be like, this is the scary gun. This is the only reason it's scary is this aesthetic and that aesthetic. Um, and I want you to see that it's not what, what, what the media portrays it to be. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm adding some, uh, some rifle classes there and I do a ton of, uh, private lessons. Um, I love doing the private lessons and I can, I can work those in for people whenever. Um, and we get to work on anything people want to work on, which is great. Yeah. That's so, so cool. So yeah, so that, that's a lot of what I got going on there. I've got some big plans for next year. I have a big plan for a uh, trans day of visibility. I want to have a, a big event around that. Awesome. Um, and uh, so that's something that I'm going to be putting into the works and hopefully we'll be announcing some good stuff on down the road a little ways if I can manage to pull that together. And um, yeah, so I'm just keeping stuff going and going nonstop. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> great. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and if you had a we – we have to ask this because we've been asking everyone. If you had a piece of life advice to give anyone, uh, and it could be gun-related, it could not be gun-related, anything, um, to, to improve their lives, what would it be? It would be to just be your true self. You will never find a happiness like being able to be honest and true with yourself as to who you are. Uh, and what your beliefs are and, and just hold on to that. Um, I was a, a miserable human being before I transitioned. Uh, and once I was able to embrace my truth and, and who I am, I was able to turn my life around in so many positive ways. Um, so yeah, I would just say embrace yourself and be true to yourself. That's that, that that's one of the best things that anybody can do. That rocks. That's, yeah, that's uh, wonderful advice. Wholesome. Thank you. AF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was such a nice like change. That was the change of pace from Andrew and I usually just sounding like goofs at the end of every episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we can still do. But you know that's awesome. <laughs> Claire, yeah. this that, was that, and you know don't pee on electric fences. So there you go. That's more my speed. There That's the kind go. of stuff I need to hear. <laughs> oh my I'm writing that one down. <laughs> I wondered what I was doing wrong there all these you years. Go. Now you know. <laughs> this tingling sensation never seems Something's to go Something's not away. right. It's just not working right. <laughs> Damn it. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Clara, this was absolutely awesome. We had a ton of fun. Um, cannot thank you enough for coming on. And well, I, uh, no, I was gonna oh, say, I, go we gotta retroactively <laughs> do this, but you get a shirt from the website if you want oh, cool. one, um, or any 
thing really sorry my mom's calling me thanks really prefer, really <laughs> mine's professional called like Jordan. four times now so oh, I'm sorry. They, always, they always know they yeah, always right. know when you're in the middle of something that you can't just she'll call my wife if it's important um yeah and she'll yeah, be like yeah, exactly. she, can she you knows go this down to jordan's basement and fucking <laughs> interrupt him, please she's at my window right now probably yeah. <laughs> i would not be surprised be like jordan will you go to the store and get milk for me Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> all right well but, with that with that um <laughs> yeah now we goofed gonna, it. we'll have to read re- yeah now we're now we're being big goofing uh big goofs but um with that thank you so much for coming well, thank on the you show. so much yeah. for having me on i've really Absolutely. enjoyed this this is an absolute this blast. Was a lot of fun yeah a lot yeah. of fun and uh i'll reach out to you about the all shirt right. or whatever else you might want sounds and, good uh we uh we appreciate it absolutely and and i just want to say thank you so much for you have been such a huge supporter of mine from from the moment i started up and and i've really appreciated that it's it's really helped make a difference um uh uh, just just feeling that that level of support so i really appreciate that i i would not want it any other way and thank you so thank you for doing what you do and thank (laughs) y'all no thank you no thank you (laughs) 